Hey world, my name is Sir. And I'm Modern Malcolm. We are the hosts of Negroes You Don't Like podcast, also known as NYDL. We are black husbands and fathers who are married, and yes sisters, to black women. We are your everyday man's intellectual and more opinionated than the guy who sits around at the barbershop talking shit for hours and never gets a cut. We want to empower our communities and spread knowledge with best practices to hand off the baton to the ones next up. Only one major challenge, we can't do it alone. Calling out everyone who wants to pass on a stronger legacy to start right here on Patreon with us. Get exclusive access to unreleased episodes and extended episodes we like to call Loose Ends. Or whatever other fly that we could think of. Simply search for Negroes you don't like on Patreon and click join to tap in. Reminder, you may not like us, but you'll learn to respect and support what we stand for. Peace. Peace. Let me tell you something. Y'all don't messed up now. With a heavy heart, I'm driving with my kids in the back seat to drop them off to daycare. And you know, when you got your kids in the car, you're peering through the rearview mirror, and I'm just looking at both of them, and I'm just saying to myself, like, man, there literally is nothing more precious than those two humans back there, and. It was one of the toughest. It was one of the first times that it was really, really hard for me to release my kids to somebody else inside of a school setting. And then to add to the mix, to also drive to a school setting for work. In a country that, for some reason, can't seem to get a handle on gun violence in school settings. What say you, sir? Hey, world. Welcome to another episode of NYDL. Mata Mal. Man, this one hits home, brother. You know, this is something that has been definitely um, given the, the most current, uh, you know, events uh, recently over the past few days, man. This is something that's definitely on our heart to discuss. So, Mata Malcolm, let's talk about it, man. What you got? Yeah, man. The uh, I think I'm saying it right. The Uvalde uh, Elementary School shooting. Uh, that took place not too long ago, still fresh on many of our minds and hearts, where an 18-year-old <laughs> killed estimates because I think there's the count may unfortunately get higher, killed 21 people. And of those 21 people, I believe, what is it, 18 or 19 of them were children? Elementary? Yeah, elementary age children. So, you know, it's, that's, I mean, it's sad, but that's almost like a nightmare. Like, honestly, seriously, yeah. there's not even horror movies that depict that many children dying. And I want you to think about it. I want you to think about the worst horror movie you've ever seen. What horror movie have you ever seen where there was 19 children, elementary school age children dead? Promise you, you can't find it. Yeah, brother. Because even Hollywood knows there's a limit. Even Hollywood. That acts like they have no limits. Even they know that there's a limit. And they won't even show an elementary school child getting killed. You know, they may imply that the child died, but they won't even show it. That's so true. Right, because that's one thing we so, don't mess with, brother, at all. Oh no, no, the kids, brother. It, it's 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 one of the few untouchables that we have left in our media cycle um, in this country. It's universally understood, so, too, brother. 
Oh, without a doubt. You know, without a doubt. Now, I will say in some other countries, you know, they'll, they'll show things happening. They won't, like in America, like we'll blur stuff out. <laughs> like yeah. some of this stuff in the Caribbean, yo, they, they send over WhatsApp. They just, man, like I, I can't even look at some of that stuff. Yeah, brother. But um, so, yeah, it is seriously one of these. I don't really want to get into the political side of it too much, where it's, oh, gun rights versus, you know, trying to take my gun versus um, giving everybody a gun. We'll talk about that a little bit, but it's just more so like what's the soul of a country that or what is the status of a soul of a country that is failing miserably to protect its most precious asset? Mm. What are we saying about ourselves when we can't protect children? Children. Crazy brother. What does that say about the adults who quote unquote run this country? You know, what does that say about our elected officials? What does that say about... Um, the things that we value, the things that we believe in. Are we so callous and cold hearted and soulless that we literally only care about capitalism for the sake of capitalism? Is that all we, at the end of the day, is that all we really truly care about? Or what, staying under budget, right? Because <laughs> that's that's another, you know, that's another perspective from that point. Because, brother, I want to bring this up and I think about this. Uh, remember Columbine? For sure. Definitely. Most doubt, no doubt. Columbine, Columbine, I believe, was like the really first like hit to our generation of like, wow, like this actually happened. Like it's going down in schools, like where there's, you know, shootings happening in the school um, on this magnitude. But brother, Columbine has been well over 20 years. Mm. And to your point, in the last 20 years, we've had countless, endless amounts, like numbers of, of school shootings, brother. But yet the infrastructure is still the fucking same. <laughs> And the infrastructure is the same and the upgrades to the infrastructure have been uh, minute at best. Right. So there have been upgrades. So you went from maybe no cameras to black and white cameras and now you got color cameras and they zoom in a little bit. <laughs> so it's an upgrade, but it's not necessarily an upgrade. Right. So we really have to ask ourselves, um, what's security? You know, like a biggie said, what's beef? <laughs> like, like what's security, man? Like what's security if you're not secure? Right. So it's, you know, when, when I think about the the makeup or the arrangement of even um, where I was uh, working at, there is a there's a one entry point entrance. But that's not true because you can drive through you can drive through another gate where the quote unquote staff parking is. And there's just like this big open hallway. Like you can just walk up right into the school. And then as soon as you walk through that hallway, you're pretty much in the center of the school. Crazy. You know, and it's and, you know, as I'm about to say this, and it, it kind of makes me sick to my stomach, but it's true. Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Prada, they secure their bags better than we secure children. Mm. Damn, that one, I felt that one, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh. how, how, how sad is it that we secure dead cowhide that's overpriced and embossed and sewn and sold better than we secure our children? Sad, man. What's going on? Because I promise you this. <laughs> had, had that gunman tried to run up in there, steal a bunch of bags? Yo, security. I promise you, like, he would have been down. Like, they got security on top of security there. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they're looking at you before you even get in the store. Right? You, you go to some of these luxury high-end malls, I promise you, you, you're not getting away with much. The only scam you're going to be getting away with is credit card scamming. But you ain't getting away with no gun violence. Because there's eyes, there's eyes everywhere. So, you know, and when you think about Fort Knox in America, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're not getting it for Knox easy. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of the things or a lot of the places where security is at its utmost uh, 
importance or or is at its is at its height is places that are unfortunately known to generate a lot of money. Why do you think you never heard of a mass shooting at Goldman Sachs? Huh? <laughs> How come you never heard of a mass shooting at Real Charles Wall? At Charles Wall? Hmm? Real talk, brother. Yeah, because you know this is NYDL, baby. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna give it to you how you need to hear. It. Because the news, the news not even gonna say it like this. Because you know, a lot of the people I'm talking about, that's who pay their bills. They're advertisers. When them, when them commercials are running, all them investment. Hey, put send your money here. We are gonna help you with your 401k and this and that. They're paying those people. But we gonna have a real conversation. So you know, I'm sitting back and I'm thinking about this, and I'm saying to myself, hold on, man. Why, why, why do you like? Why is a why is a school mass shooting even a thing? Why? Because for somebody who's demented enough to do that. They, they can poke a lot of holes in the security infrastructure of these places. These places are soft targets. Easy targets, brother. It's too easy. It's ridiculous. Why, too why, easy. Why is it so easy to run up in a school and do anything you want to do to precious children, man? I'm not taking any light away from the adults that passed away, too. You know, no, no doubt. That's horrible as well. But if we're being honest, the, the both death is horrible period but when you think about a child especially you know the reason why this hits so different is because not i mean i have young children so that's one element to it but it's because they're honestly as crazy as this may sound to some they're elementary school age children like there's a level of innocence in that age range that is just like for you to do something to children at that age range man it's beyond unforgivable man it's beyond unforgivable problem listen man i remember the last time i don't remember exactly uh, which year, but I know a few years back, uh, I had to go pick up my goddaughter. And I just remember how I parked on, because she's in high school, I remember parking and being able to walk. I was in a school for like 10, five, 10 minutes before anybody even said a word to mm-hmm. me, brother. And I, and I remember thinking to myself, like, damn, like this open season out here, man. Like, like, Bro, I mean, anybody could just walk on campus, you know, go into classrooms, you know, like I think that to my understanding, what an adjustment that they've made uh, to the infrastructure is that they now um, lock the doors. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. But no, the doors, the doors of the classrooms, uh, the way that they're structured now, it's like you can't unlock them from the outside or something like that. You know, uh, I guess they changed the security measure from that standpoint. Not all schools, but Mm -hmm. some schools. But even then, that's not even close to being enough. Because they said this, this 18 year old lunatic was shooting outside for 12 Come minutes on, before he actually walked Come inside, on, brother. Man. And then, and then, you know, they were also saying he wasn't even approached by police when they said he was approached by police. And I'm just saying, and then most schools only have, especially if it's a smaller school, they only got like one officer on the campus, bro. There's one. It's not like they got a whole militia. And in fact, when, when they when they pulling over the average black person, they at least have two police officers there. Usually it starts to multiply quick. I'm like, damn, I got more police coverage in a, in a traffic stop for running a red light and protecting a few hundred children. It's crazy, you know bro. I mean? So you know, it's just, man, it's it's not like, adding it's up, not brother. It's just not making sense, sense brother. You can't. It's, it's not it's making. Not, when you really start looking at it, and you start just you know meditating on it. And as I was meditating on it, I said, "This is not making sense." And I, I hate to say that there's a sinister foul play at hand. I don't even want to think that there's people who are just like, "Man, fuck it. It is what it is." I really don't want to believe that there's people out there like that. But this really is not making any sense. And to and to be honest with you. Um, I've worked in the insurance industry before when these things happen and the amount of school shootings that are prevalent in the United States, the school board has to pay insurance for calamities like this. What insurance company mm-hmm. is covering these damn schools? I want to know because chances are it's a bad mm-hmm. business deal. When you think about the amount, when you think about because 
insurance companies look at, um, they do risk assessments. So technically, so if it's a school, they either have the plans or maybe somebody might come out or somehow they kind of know what are the soft spots in the school, what potentially could happen with all these school shootings. I'm sure that, you know, they have their statisticians out there doing math and figuring out, OK, the possibility of that happening is this. So we're going to charge you this premium. Let's go like they, it's a business. They know what they're doing. But what I'm saying is because it's the government. I think there's just pressure for them to get coverage to do, to, you know, to be covered by insur- insurance companies and maybe they get kickbacks on the back end. But if you think about it, if you if you got into a whole bunch of accidents, how many insurance companies would, would actually even think about covering you? You'd be struck. You'd be, you'd be hard pressed to find an insurance company that would cover you. And if they did, they would charge you such an absorbent amount. You would rather take the city bus. So something about this is just not it's not adding up because if these things are happening, and you don't see the advancements. I'm not even talking about gun laws. I haven't even touched that. I'm just talking about taking practical steps to secure schools. Practical. Right? There should only be one entry point for people who are not staffing the school. When you when you can just pull up and like facts, yo, you know, you oh, let me go into the staff parking lot, and just pull up. The staff parking lot needs to have somebody at that gate monitoring and making sure that that's only staff that's coming in there. And then these doors that they have, like, okay, just because it's a metal door don't mean it's bulletproof. Like you need to have bulletproof doors there. You need to have a, a bulletproof glass that's surrounding the whole front office so that can't nobody just shoot through the door and, and turn the lock and get in. Because it's funny. It's funny to hear what some people say. Oh, just give teachers guns. I'm like, what the? that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. That's the dumb me. Hell no. If you want, man, top 10 dumbest things I've heard in my life. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Open up a whole different can of worms with that. Mm-hmm. Now you're relying on their mental capacity and their mental health. You know, <laughs> you trying to say teachers don't go through drama or stuff, huh? That's a lot to put on a teacher. These damn kids drive them crazy already as it is. Yo, stop playing. It'd be Call of Duty up in there. Stop playing. What? Shit. So that's not a good idea. And you gonna ask a teacher who you already underpaying to take on the role? Okay, now I gotta. I'm 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 not really paid to instruct you. I'm really just paid to babysit you, but make it look cool, but also to hopefully teach you something. And then I'm supposed to be your bodyguard. That's a whole separate job. So, like, what are we doing here? I was telling telling my wife, man, if, if, if a teacher signed up to do something like that, they should easily throw another 50K on their salary. That's a strong, bro, that's a lot of responsibility to have a gun and to yeah. keep it secure. And depending on the school you're teaching, some of these kids bad as hell. So you got to make sure they don't get to it. Right? Some, yo, some of the schools are so bad. When a school shooter come in, shit, you might have to pop off some of the damn kids to protect the other kids so the school shooter don't, don't, is not alerted that kid's in your class. Like kid might nut up and start doing some shit. Like yo, bro, some of these kids, some of these, yo, a lot of these kids got mental mental health issues, man. Mm. A lot of them do. Some of them, some of them are diagnosed, some of them are not diagnosed. So you got a mixed bag when you're dealing with these kids. And, and in my experience, what you've learned is just because somebody looked normal, that don't, man, that don't tell the story. You start talking to them, you're like, oh my god, somebody forgot to cut on the light. That's not gonna work. Um, taxpayers deserve better. Taxpayers absolutely deserve better. Parents deserve better. Children deserve better. Our society deserves better. Like, if we can't protect our children, man, what the hell are we saying about ourselves? It's not making sense. Other countries are not going through this. I got, you know, I put up a stat. Um, sad to say, the U.S. has had 57 times as many school shootings as other major industrialized nations combined. Damn. Combined. Combined? Combined. 57 times combined, more. Combined, bro. Shit, bro. The U.S. has had 288 school shootings in the United States since 2009. All right? Bro, come, on, come on, man. Bro, how could you not look at that and say this is done intentionally? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even want to say that, but it's just not making sense. It's just, like, shit not making sense to me. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, I, I just don't get it. Canada, since 2009, Canada has had two school shootings. France has had two. Germany has had one. Japan, zero. Italy, zero. UK, zero. Come on, man. What's up? Crazy. Right? I, I, I do know um, social media has a role to play in this. But then I have to say to my, I have to be honest, uh, with the exception of maybe Japan, but I know China's the one who kind of controls their internet. But um, I don't know how how uh, stringent Japan is with their internet access and social media platforms. With the exception of Japan, everybody else is kind of like, you could be on the internet just as much as you can here in the United States. So there's something going on with the soul of this country, man. Something, Something's just not right with the soul of this country where we tolerate this. Like, we tolerate this bullshit. If something is, happen- is happening 57 more times in other countries than, than countries that you're compared to, you can't tell me that it's not something we tolerate. We tolerate it. We cry, we light our candles, we yell a little bit. And it's unfortunately, it's like we just holding our breath until the next one. Hmm. There's definitely something. And yo, I don't want to hear nobody t- talking about taking prayer out of schools. Man, go, y'all go to hell with that, bro. Like, they were, honestly, they, Shit, that's when it's like, there, there has to be there has to be a renaissance of the intellect in this country. There has to be a renaissance of the spirit, a renaissance of, you know, I'm, I'm not here to tell nobody, whichever God you pray to, cool. As long as that God... It's, it's, it's preaching, you know, to be a good person, and to, and you don't have and you don't have to destroy Peace. anybody for you to, uh, you know, enjoy your life, right? Then you should be allowed to freely express that. But there, there needs to be a space created for educators to speak about these things in class, to talk about these tenets, to talk about the, the, these character, uh, the, the, these character building traits that our young people so badly need. Because it, it, it really boggles my mind how we're not supposed to talk about church, but we, but we can clearly talk about who's a, who's a man, who's a woman. What kind of, what kind of bullshit is this? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> we can talk about everything else under the sun, but we can't talk about, but we can't talk about God. Come on, and bro. even if you're atheist, there's still a space for you. Even if you're atheist, there's a space for you. So it, to me, it's just like, I, I just don't get it. It's, this is just so, it's almost like, it's almost like the devil just, the devil got like a grip on America's neck. Hmm. Say that again. And people brother, are too busy fat. just trying to cash checks to realize, damn, I'm making money, but my life still don't feel like it's going nowhere. I wonder why. Hmm. Never find happiness, man. Never will. Can't never, won't find it, bro. You won't find it because happiness is something that got to be in you. You know what I'm saying? It can't be on you. It got to be in you. And that's one of the things we struggle with in this country because a lot of these uh, school shooters, they have the same profile. They were a loner, bullied, you know, yep. depressed and all this shit. And it's like, yo, son, like 18, 19. 18, like what? Like what is this shit, man? You think sad? You think sad shit only happens here in America? Newsflash: Our standard of living is ten times. I'm just throwing out a number out there, but I can assure you, our standard of living is significantly higher than most other places in the world. And you telling me that they can figure out how to protect children, but we can't, or they can experience, you know, sad events, but when we experience them, now we need to unleash on people to feel our pain. What? Like, like that's some kind of that's that's some sociopathic shit, man. Just because you hurting, I gotta hurt. You be because you hurting, I gotta hurt too. Nah, man. This is why we always talking about yo. Don't don't allow. Like you really gotta know who you are to to me to thrive the right way in this country. Like you got to have a foundation. Like you got to. That's why culture is so important, right? You 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 got to lean into something that helps a sense of who you are, a sense of belonging, because unfortunately. America doesn't do a good job at creating nationalism and not really like, you know, America's a place where people come, but they kind of keep their culture. But yeah, we're American, but we're American as long as we can make money. Right. It's kind of how it works. 
because if people came from other countries here and couldn't make money at a much quicker rate than they could in their own country, how many people here would quote unquote be patriotic? Hmm. If the only thing that's tying you to this country is the ability to make money, then what this is just one big what corporate this is just one big corporation? Like what is it? Because when you hear other people talk about their country, like there's people who love their country and their country's going through all kind of bullshit. It's horrible. You got no you got barely got any opportunity there, you got nothing. But they have a, a deep love for their country though. They're like, man, if things were just a little bit better, I'd go back. So for us, like we, 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 the American identity has to be tied to something more than money. It, it just has to be. Because when you have a soulless country, these are the things that happen. Anarchy is, you know, this is organized anarchy. It's really what it is. It's organized anarchy. And then some would even say it's deliberate anarchy. <laughs> nah, hey, I, I know, brother. Some, some would say it's deliberate. Because as long as you have all this confusion going on and, you know, as long as the circus is going, everybody's watching the circus. But then the movement is really happening at another location. All the real power plays are happening somewhere else. Hmm. So we really got to start asking ourselves, what are these people's intentions? What's really behind all of this? And, you know, I definitely and I definitely want I definitely want to get your uh, take on this because you're definitely a proponent of uh, homeschooling. And from from a parent that homeschools like when you see something like this, like how much more does it affirm like what you're doing? Like <laughs> talk to me, man. Like it, 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 it got to hit so different. Yeah, it hit different. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. Like the and and, and so most people might say, you know what? Because of our response, you know, we might be numb to it, uh, you know, in our culture because it happens so often. But our response to be our response to be quite honest with you, man, wasn't mm-hmm. like the average parent because. When we made a decision to homeschool our children, there was a sense of, um, you know, you talked about solace before, you know, uh, where do you find your, your, your level of security? Um, that's when we found it. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing better as a parent as far as a sense of um, just knowing <laughs> than looking across the, you know, the room and your child's there, you know, doing their schoolwork, as opposed to dropping your child off and, and, and just hoping and praying that nothing happens and that they're safe in an environment that you're nowhere near in most cases. And so when it happened, brother, obviously, you know, being a parent is something that we, we took a time, we took some time to talk about it and, and, and definitely uh, grief with those who, who definitely suffered from, from, from the events that occurred uh, because there's no way this doesn't hit you uh, definitely where it hurts as a parent. Uh, no, there's no way that doesn't happen if you're a parent, you know, so uh, being homeschooled, man, like, let me tell you, brother, like, especially with the culture, with just the, just the bullshit that's happening right now all around us, man, all the hidden agendas, especially how they're leveraging uh, all that to, to, you know, really now uh, gain access to the, to the kids. Like, man, homeschooling was the best decision that we've made as parents. And um, I would definitely, I'm a huge advocate for it. You know, uh, we, we plan on putting basically all our children going through homeschool and we talked about it where it's like, okay, what if, you know, some people ask, okay, what about what if they, you know, say, hey, they want to be a part of, you know, the public school system or private school of some sort where they can engage or interact with others. And that's where we're not mm-hmm. we're not there yet as to how to respond mm-hmm. to that, because they're too young for that now. But I'm sure it'll be a conversation that we have uh, with our children to definitely set some expectations mm-hmm. if we do decide to go in that direction. But until then, what we are doing is making sure that they're, you know, a part of their, you know, quite active in their community, uh, swimming, you know, basketball. I mean, you name it, man, just making sure that they have some sense of interaction with others. But man, let me tell you, brother, it's there's no better sense of security as a parent than homeschooling mm. when it comes to your children. No, I'm, I'm definitely glad you gave that perspective because, you know, it's definitely one of the things I thought about before uh, going through with this show. 
because it's it's it really is because you know homeschooling is something i've thought about um there's you know a lot of moving parts to that you know because you definitely have to find like a village for that to work the right way it's supposed to work and you know I'm not mm-hmm. 100% against the school system in so many ways, only because I know what I'm going to teach in my house. So I'm not, you know, you can try to do any programming you want. The real program happens in, in this house. So I'm not too overly concerned with that. But like the security aspect is just like, man, like, what are y'all doing? And, you know, somebody said something or I heard somebody say something online and it kind of bugged me out. It was like, you know, um, I haven't really heard of any school shootings that took place in charter schools or private schools. And I was like, oh, man, like. It, yeah, I'm just like, wait a minute. It's crazy if you think about it, brother. Like, oh, that's that's crazy. I'm like, that is really crazy. crazy. So, you know, I've definitely been I've definitely been in a private school as a student. Um, I've picked up, you know, I've, I've and you know the way that they honestly they were more secure. They were. I'm not saying they were perfect, but they were more secure because when you're paying for something, these parents ain't playing with you. You know, if you're paying thousands of dollars a year to send your child someplace, they want to make sure, like, yo, security is something y'all taking serious, right? So there, there is that component there that um, can't be overlooked. But um, I don't know where this country is going to go from now. Um, unfortunately, I think they're just going to be yelling at each other, you know, politically saying why people should have guns, yeah. why people should not have guns. And honestly, I'm, I'm honestly not even on that because at the end of the day, it's kind of like trying to put ketchup back in the bottle. People already got guns, bro. You, you're not going to get them back. You're just not <laughs> going to get them back. Now, I do agree that, okay, the age of 18, you probably you shouldn't be able to buy an AR when you're 18 years old. Okay? You should have to wait three years to get 21. Right. Everybody's talking about, hey, how, how are you? How are you not even able to drink yet? But you're able to buy an AR. I kind of get it. That was to tell. So I understand that vantage point. But with me, I'm really on the Chris Rock wavelength, bro. Yo, you can get all the guns you want straight up. But check this out. The bullet you want going to be $500 a piece. To me, that's the revolution that needs to happen because you're not going to get all these guns off the street. But what you can do. Is, is seriously the, the government should be able to control what kind of bullets go out and how much they are. The government should be able to set the price on that. And I know people say, hey, man, that sounds like socialism. Nah, with all this gun violence, yo, if you had to spend five hundred to three thousand dollars a bullet, you're going to make sure whoever, whoever you popping, popping a cap in, they man, you're going you gonna to practice your aim and everything. You're going to make sure they get what they want. You're going to make sure you hit your target correctly. Then you're trying to shut down all gun ranges across the country. <laughs> no, no, check me out. No, no, check me out. Not even, bro. I'm glad you said that. What I would do is like, uh, rounds that you're using for the gun range, those can be sold at regular price, but you have to use the ammo at the gun range. You can't take none with you. You get what I'm saying? So, so you can practice at a very, very low rate. But when it comes time to go home, you shouldn't be able, you shouldn't be able to just take a bunch of rounds with you. All that stuff should be able to just stay at the gun range. And then the rounds that you have for the house, those need to be expensive. They need to be expensive, bro. Come on, Malcolm. You know what, brother? Like, that's that's an issue right there where I think that, you know, certain things, man, it's just certain topics in our society is just very, very controversial and it's difficult to come to a mutual agreement or an understanding. For with. sure, for sure. You know, we could throw abortion out there, you know, with oh, all this living yeah, rights, yeah. you know, we could throw a lot of things out there and this is definitely one of them. But I think that um, beyond that, I think that the bigger point that we really want to focus on is identifying the the holes you know, especially in the public school system when it comes to these schools as far as the security is concerned. Because you know what, like like you said, a lot of this conversation is going to be going in the direction of, oh, guns, you know, gun safety and and, and uh, who should have access to what and, and how mm-hmm. and how to somehow, somehow filter that. But 
the truth of the matter is it's a the, the biggest underlying like the biggest underlying problem is the fact that security uh, the safety of children is not at the primary or at the forefront because listen brother i could easily say okay if not guns what about you know child you know molesters you know what about you oh, know yeah, these people sure. easily walk on campus as well like i mean there's just so many things that could happen in a school setting and obviously this, this is what's at the forefront but the biggest underlying thing that we have to address is definitely the infrastructure brother no doubt without a doubt so glad you brought that up that's gonna help us transition smoothly into resolution solutions so let's talk about some of the solutions regarding security of our schools protecting our most prized asset our children um that the school should definitely consider implementing and keep in mind parents uh as taxpayers you have a right to speak your piece at school board meetings you have a right mm-hmm. to for your voice to be heard like you need to know the power in being a citizen and being able to get your voice heard because you can even rally other parents to you know get petitions started, all kind of stuff you know to, to make changes happen um they need to secure all entry points there should only be a one way in one way out in the school right only one way in one way out for visitors and then these entry points need to be bulletproof glass bulletproof doors because if i can get a a little nine millimeter gun and blow the handle off and just come in what the hell's the point that doesn't make any sense so we need to actually pour money into the things that we say that we love um <laughs> i would hope so um another thing I was thinking about we need to use apps to pre-screen people who are coming to the school. So if you're coming to pick a child up, the same way you got an app for Chick-fil-A, each school should have their own app. You should upload your driver license or scan your driver license or, you know, let the school know who's coming to pick up the person. This person needs to be vetted to some degree. And, you know, once they get approved to pick the child up, then, you know, there's an orderly way for you to go for you to go pick your kids up without a whole bunch of people showing up at one time. That way you the same way you have uh you have a, a, a queue status, a queue status with a lot of these, you know, better fast food apps, you can kind of use that same logic and you know, making sure that people coming to the school are there for the right purpose and you know they're just not crowding crowding the area. Because one of the things I noticed in the school is that sometimes a lot of people are coming at the same time. And sometimes, you know, people at the front are just letting people in, they're not betting anybody, anybody come in and just opening the door for people, especially if they're the irate parent or something. That not supposed to do that. Yeah. It needs to be in a more orderly fashion. Right. If they need to hire Chick-fil-A to show them how to run an app, then that's what they got to do. Um, the technology, another piece of it, you know, uh, the, some of the cameras that they have in some of these high end malls and some of these, in you know, uh, major investment bank buildings. Walmart. Yeah. The school system needs to have those, too. Like, they, yo, they, yo, they got cameras that can sense, you know, um, uh, body temperature heat. Right. So, so if somebody's about to act erratic, you know, your blood, your, your blood temperature goes up. So that person might be highlighting red in the camera system. They may trigger a sensor. Right. So there's all these different kinds of things that cameras can do these days. They can identify the shape of guns. Right. They can identify movement from places where movement's not supposed to take place because you can actually kind of frame uh, your security and say, OK, in this particular area, we're not supposed to get movement. So if you see somebody trying to hop a gate or coming through a back way, boom, that triggers there right away. And what I'm trying to figure out is, yo. Remember that? Remember that popular show, Squid Game? Yo, on oh God, I don't yeah, understand yeah, why, yeah. Why, why schools can't can't have that technology. Why? Because if you're not going to be paying police officers, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of police officers to guard your school, which I don't necessarily think that in itself is always going to be the best answer. But if you can have, you know, if if you can hit a button and now the school is on lockdown and anything that's moving, you about to get a cap in your ass. Why can't we do that? Why not? <laughs> that's going to be one hell of a deterrent. I know that. Because once you're on lockdown, no, nothing moving, anything moving, getting smoked, just like they did in Squid Game. 
So I'm just saying, like, if we're going to use technology, let's use it for the betterment of the safety of our children, because as it is right now, it's mediocre, man. It's not good. I'm, I'm not happy with it. You're not happy with it. Most people are not happy with it. And man, this this ain't it. Man. I, I just don't understand. In a country as rich as this, I don't get it. You know, we got we got phones that can last two. that got two days of battery life now, but we can't figure out how to protect kids. I don't get it. You know, Morning Malcolm, this this definitely is um an episode because normally, you know, man, we mm-hmm. we crack you know jokes, make light of real situations, you know that that um really affect our communities. But this was no, no. one that honestly ain't nothing funny. Ain't nothing funny, brother. It's it's something that, you know, and I know people may say, you know, oh, you know, all these things that that we're recommending as far as the solutions, the infrastructure, the cost and this and that. Listen, man, at the end of the day, if the government can print all this damn money man, to give to foreign countries, to give to illegal like illegals. Like, I mean, like uh-huh. if the government could do all that, bro, the least they can do is to focus home first, man. Focus home, you know what I mean. Focus on home, man. Like, brother, like it's it's to the point where it's just we, you know, Amen. we've been past the point of enough is enough. Amen. We've been past. We was past that point ten years ago. You feel me? We were past that point ten years ago where enough was enough, and yet till this day, man, we still have the same same issue at the core of our of our country. You know, and so I wanted people to know, man, that this this is something that's you know we we, we talk a lot about black culture. You know, that's 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 our MO. That's the, our primary focus. But I remember talking to you about this before we actually started uh, to record this episode. Um, and you said yeah, this, this is an everybody, you know, um, matter. You know what I mean? It affects everybody. It's so true, brother. And, you know, we, we know a lot of the crime and, and, and the gun violence that happens in the black community. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an issue that's in every community because, brother, nearly two thirds, two thirds, because I was looking at some stats, man, you know, nearly two thirds. This was in 2020 of four thousand three hundred and sixty eight. U.S. children up to the age of 19 were killed by guns. So that means that over 60% of, of, you know, of deaths of our kids under 19 come from, from guns, bro. And it's to the point where it's like, okay, like this is the number one cause of death of our kids, bro. In 2020, it surpassed car accidents. That's crazy. So this is number one. Number one, whether it be, you know, in the hood, in your community where where kids are shooting each other, whether it be, you know, suicide, where where, where a kid gets a hold of a gun and shoots themselves and, you know, to kill themselves and take their own life, whether whether it be through a school shooting, there's a huge, huge problem in our country at its core. If we can be 57 times more than all the other countries combined, how the fuck? Seriously, brother. Yeah. Like, Like I alluded to earlier, I do believe there's something sinister um underneath all of this and if this is part of somebody's population control uh plan man mm-hmm. yo just know that we over here <laughs> sleeping with one eye open we see you straight up <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody over here uh slow you know we, we pretty good at seeing through the weeds seeing through the forest so just understand all of us out here ain't sleep right some of us really do when we wake up we wake up so uh I just want our listeners, you know, be vigilant, uh, be aware and definitely speak up. If, if, if you go pick up your child at the school and you see a security issue that you don't even feel comfortable with, say something about it. Pull the principal to the side. Like, hey, yo, this is a big gap in your security plan that I think you should address. And if they don't want to address it, bring some other parents in, point it out to them and say, hey, you see what's going on in this country? I Because prom- <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes you have to embarrass people to do what's right. It's yeah. unfortunate, but it's so true. Sometimes you got to embarrass people to, to do what's Wake right. Wake them up. 
And if embarrassing them is going to save the next child's life, then so be it. And with that being said, we are greater when we appreciate that we need each other. Hey, world, listen, this is a serious topic, some serious business that we got to get down to. Stop sleeping, man. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.